I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody, and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. 'Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me, and your heart will see that a song changes everything. And the music is moving me forward on to brighter things, on to bigger dreams. Let the harmony carry me, carry me. Even if the sky's falling down, I know the sound will lead me out. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Good morning. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm Catherine Partisini. And I'm Andrea Vocap Sanderson. It's good to see you. It is really good to see you too. We have Wednesday. we have blended backgrounds, but we are not in the same place. I don't know if people know that, but <laughs> like we're sitting side by side. Exactly. Uh okay, let's see. We have um we have a special guest today. Uh this is our Hearts Need Art episode where we're going to share all the good things going on in the healthcare communities that we serve. But before we do that, um, Vocab, do you want to share how are things going at Mosaics with your workshop? Sure. So Mosaics has been really, really wonderful. Uh, I think we are down to our core group of kids now. I think we have eight, maybe 10 uh, kids, and they are creating ekphrastic poetry, which means they are responding to other art forms. So they're either responding to spoken word, hip hop music, um, paintings. We showed them this painting about the fall of Icarus. We showed them some local artists. Unfortunately, recently we lost the amazing muralist and artist that did the, I think, Santa Rosa Angel. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, losing Jesse was just it that that rocked our community and so um we were sharing some of his work and having the the young people respond to that and they've been creating some great stuff and maybe i can bring some stuff by um to show us get some pictures together to show you all yes please the, the next the end of next month i should i should have some good stuff some juicy stuff to share with y'all mm, that would be great um what else is going on you have you've been you've been busy you've been teaching and singing and writing do you want to tell listeners what's on the horizon <laughs> the new theme song will roll out for season three for hearts need art i got in the studio with eddie versatile keys of keys to the soul production and we cooked up a song it is inspired um by a little bit of beyonce a little bit of uh donna summers uh so it's like a little Disco dance, but very jazzy yes. version of disco and dance track uh, with some horns and some keys and some, you know, heavy bass line. Boop, 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 boop. So we're going to roll out For the Health of It, which is the name of the song next season. And I will, I'll get it up on iTunes and all those other places that you stream your music. So and just in case you want to just have that experience all the time and get the full version of the song, because you're only yes. going to do a snippet for the intro. Um, yeah. It's that feels like a really long time to wait. So 
yeah. we'll just keep teasing people that this is coming yeah. in April. Um, yeah. it's, we'll send some clips out for you yeah. all so you can start getting a little taste of the song. Yeah. Uh, we also want to remind you that we still have our Make a Thousand, Give a Thousand um, initiative going on with Amy Latta, who's one of our board members. For every heart that we receive, $1 will be donated to Hearts Need Art up to $1,000. And you do not need to be a professional anything to participate in this initiative. You can involve your kids if you have um, children. Um, but uh, Richard has the graphic up here. There's our PO box where you mail your heart to. You can visit our website to get all the details and um, see some of the guidelines for the types of materials that you can use. We also have our Given Garden fundraiser uh, that is happening through March 17th. When you purchase your plants or any of your garden items through Given Garden, half of the proceeds from your purchase go to Hearts Need Art. So are we ready to We're bring ready. Kim Hamilton? Good morning. Yay! <laughs> Good morning, Kim. We did not have our clapping sound effect. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um welcome to the show thank you, thank you for having me if thank you me. could tell people what you do for hearts need art what what is your role in the organization well it's a little bit of everything but yes um i am the program coordinator for the organization um so I essentially my i think my main role is to work with the artist be an advocate for our artists, musicians, uh, offer support, be there when I need that or when they need me. Um, I schedule them into the hospitals. So I'm the liaison between our hospital staff and our artists. Um, and just to make sure they're where they are, when they need to be there, make sure they have all the supplies, um, anything else they may need. Um, and really, I just kind of get to hang out with them at the hospitals, which is amazing. I get to listen to live music and I get to, you know, watch art being made um, on a daily basis, which is really great for my mental health. So, and you get to meet people at storage facilities at nine in the morning and give them paintbrushes. Absolutely, any day of the week, it's fantastic. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. <laughs> and you started with us. Was it back in October? Right. It was. Yeah, the very beginning of October. Correct. So, how did you? I'm always fascinated by how people come upon Hearts Need Art. Um, how, did, how did that happen? So I honestly don't remember. So I was, <laughs> oh, I was looking for a job, um, specifically, ideally in the art field, because that was that's my background. Um, I honestly don't remember if I was on Indeed and found the listing. Um, my husband had also just kind of randomly been looking, you know, just trying to help me. He knew I was looking for something new. So I don't remember if he sent me the link or if I came across it myself, but either way, um, I think we've all been in a situation where you're looking for a job or something and you read all the descriptions, you read every like point. And at some point you come across something that you're like, oh, that really doesn't fit my background or like, you know, this is not gonna be a good fit. And this job posting, I swear to goodness, every line that I read just got better and better. I was like, I can do this. <gasps> I have experience in this. Yes, like this will fit my lifestyle so well. Um, so I applied. Mm. And here I am. Especially <laughs> the storage facility part of the job description. I'm sure that was on there. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrea, did you have a question? 
I I just want to say, what do you think are a couple of things have, that have changed about your perspective since you, this might, I might be jumping the gun. You might be having this question for later. So there you that. go. Let's do it. <laughs> but something you feel like it's changed about your perspective regarding art uh, since you've started working for Hearts Need Art. Sure. Um, so again, I have a huge background in art. Um, personally, I'm just a huge art lover. I don't consider myself an artist per se, even though I have an appreciation for it. I've always worked in the arts. Um, I did not uh, really know that arts and healthcare was as such a specific niche of the art world. Um, that was what interested me so much in the position um, because it was a part of the art world that I had never obviously delved into, I really didn't know um, it existed so specifically. Um, but just seeing the impact of, of maybe like something that we would consider so small, like, like I said, someone going in and like just painting with a, a patient for 30 minutes, um, playing two or three songs, you know, just again, things that we would consider so small in our daily lives, but seeing the impact that it has on patients, healthcare workers, you know, family members, um, has been huge. Um, it's changed me. Um, and it's changed my whole perspective of arts and healthcare, um, hugely because I get to witness this firsthand, um, on a daily basis. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so great. I love what I do. <laughs> can, yeah. can you give us a, a, has there been a recent interaction that stands out to you? Can you think of a specific story that, um, Yes. Am I allowed to say actual locations that we're working at? Oh, good question. Can we get a response from the production team? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe um, we'll keep, keep it general. We'll keep it general. But so we were at a location um, <laughs> with Hannah, one of our artists, obviously our more um, seasoned artist. She's been here for, you know, a few years. Um, anyhow, she's been doing these art classes, um, you know, two hour sessions where it started, I think we've probably been doing this one for, I don't know, three, four months. Um, and she would always start with, you know, a maybe one patient, maybe two, if she was lucky, the word got out and her class has grown, you know, to six, seven, you know, sometimes like a dozen patients. Um, so I made a point to be there, um, you know, the past month or so just to really help out. And there's this one gentleman who I met, uh, the very first time we were there and he was just one of those, you know, likes to joke around, likes to like make everyone feel comfortable. Um, anyhow, so I've met him probably like three, four, five times at this point. Um, and the last time we were there um, doing, I think we were doing self, it was like the day three of self portraits that she was like putting on for this class. He was really not talking to anybody in particular, just kind of like talking out loud. Um, but everyone was like under, you know, commiserating with him, like how great, this class has been for them. And he was saying specifically that before this hospital location started this like therapy, this art therapy program, he would literally just sit at his house, um, sometimes in the dark um, and really didn't do much of anything. Just like didn't have any sort of um, inspiration throughout his day. Um, and he said his daughters were the actual, the ones that actually like pushed him like, dad, you have to, you know, you have to get out. You have to like, you know, start living again, essentially. Um, so thankfully that hospital was putting on this therapy program. He got started doing, um, the art classes. And again, he'd only been doing this for, you know, four weeks, maybe, 
But he said, since he's been doing that, he's been inspired to do other things that he's never done in his entire life. Like, and it cracked me up because he was so, he was so proud of what he'd done. He was so passionate about it. He was like, I'm, I'm an artist now. Like, look, look at what I did. I just drew a picture of myself, you know, with obviously y'all's help. Um, and he said that he had signed up for line dancing classes twice a week. And he went and bought himself like these brand new cowboy boots, bought himself a cowboy hat, like pressed his jeans. And now he was, since he had like, you know, kind of ventured out like to start art, it just made him want to do other things. And it was just, it was so sweet and so um, sincere because you could see like in his eyes, he was like, you know, a month ago, I was literally like a shell of a person just kind of like, you know, really doing nothing. And the, I feel like the artwork, you know, brought him out of that shell and then inspired him to go on and do other things. And now he's a line dancer, which is amazing. That's what I'm talking about. It that. was so cute. It was so sweet. I remember I had went to, I just want to say this real quick. I, I went to an Air Force base. I went to a local Air Force base, Fort Sam, and there was a guy that was a cor in a coordinator position. And I went in to teach workshops to young adults. He decided to write a poem one day, sat down and write a poem with us. And he, I guess he used to write when he was younger. I came back a year later. This man had 99 poems in a laminated binder. And he was like, and he had been going around the office. His coworkers were very annoyed with him. They were like, <laughs> and I came there, they were like, he's been writing. <laughs> but for him it had opened up his world and he was mm -hmm. writing love poems to his wife and his eyes were all glittery and shiny and he was talking about his love for his wife and his poems for her oh, and I was just so excited for him and thankful that I didn't work in that office but excited for him <laughs> he always made me listen to his anytime I would show up to teach he would make me sit and listen to more of his poetry mm -hmm. but yeah it does it really does once you start seeing yourself differently due to the arts or trying something new outside of your comfort zone then it's like, well, then what else can I do? Well, how can I become a superhero? You know, you just yeah. got to try it. Yeah, that seemed to be his essentially his outlook um, moving forward. He was just like, yes, like what else? Like what's next? What else can I like, you know, check off my list? And it was great. It was, it was, I could listen, sit there and listen to him all day long. Mm. It was very inspiring. Um, when, so I know we're at several different facilities or healthcare communities. Um, do you, do you feel like the way, artists and musicians and writers approach patients is like, how is that different between facilities? Like, do you find that some, like do group classes seem easier or is it just, does it just depend on how the patient's feeling that day? Or um, for, for P I guess for listeners who aren't familiar with kind of how we make an entry into someone's space in a mm -hmm. healthcare community, can you kind of describe what that's like? Sure. Um, I think, yes, first and foremost, it does really depend on how the patients are feeling. Um, because, you know, I think every single one of our artists or musicians have gone through a day where they go room to room, you know, just kind of introducing themselves. Here's what we're doing. This is what we can offer. And, you know, they just get a full day of no's because either people are tired, they don't feel well, they're in therapy. Um, so, yes, I think it's, again, first and foremost, how the patients are feeling. Um we do have one location that we kind of set up um, a semi-group session. We just kind of go into um, the therapy room and set up art supplies. And the patients, as they're finishing up with their physical therapy, can use part of their hours um, towards what we're doing. So their PTs will kind of like bring them over. Um, and it is kind of nice to witness 
people in a group there, a group setting, because it literally just takes the one, like they'll walk by, they'll kind of like look over what we're doing, you know, show a little interest. And again, 99% of the time, if it's artwork, this, the response is, well, I'm not an artist or I don't know how to draw or I can't paint. Um, and you know, we, we try to be encouraging, but you know, if they walk away, if they see somebody else doing it though, especially like someone that they maybe they're, they know they're familiar with or like, Hey, that's my, that's my buddy. They see that what they're doing and you know, how much fun they're having. Then it, that's kind of when the people start to trickle back over. And then, you know, hopefully before we know it, we have four or five patients at once, um, you know, participating together and they kind of feed off each other's energy, um, which is really nice. I like that idea of feeding off of energy, the infectiousness of uh, doing the art. So do you ever sit and create art with everyone or you just kind of observe whatever? I do. Doing? No, I do sometimes. Um, again, I, I, I do not consider myself an artist, but I, I have a creative mind and, you know, everyone likes to pick up a paintbrush and just kind of like mess around. Um, so, yes, especially maybe when it's a little bit slower, because I don't ever want to take away from what the patients are doing and then like the, our, our artists working with them. But yeah, sometimes I'll just like pick up a marker or pick up a paintbrush and, you know, kind of like see what everyone else is doing. If there's like a theme of the day or something and yes, I will participate. Why not? <laughs> I'll be starting next month in March. I'm going to start uh, going into facilities. I think I'm starting in Methodist and mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. So thank you, Kim, for your help. I, I get to tell you like virtually uh, <laughs> <laughs> helping me for my onboarding process. And I'm, I look forward to the, the creative writing pieces I can create with them. Absolutely. Yeah. We're looking forward to having you. <laughs> we we are going to take a quick break. Um, and on that break, we're going to hear from Big Infinite, who was a guest on our show um, last a couple weeks ago. This is Won't Let Go by Big Infinite. listening and not watching that it was won't let go by big infinite the lead vocalist in that group is jordan lally and we encourage you to go back and watch his episode if you didn't see it because that man and his group big infinite are doing really really impactful things in communities going into schools and organizations and teaching them about coping and um suicide prevention so we, we encourage you to check out that episode. And we got some more exciting stuff to talk about, don't we, Catherine? Yes. So, um, Kim, if you could share, you know, we have these sometimes one-on-one -on -one or small group interactions um, 
with patients and caregivers. But then we also do some things where it's we're more visible, like we're out in actual common areas, whether it's corridor concerts or um, if you could talk about the mural that Jordan, our artist in residence, recently created. I know yes. uh, we have a picture we can show while you're sharing about that. Absolutely. So this um, has been the biggest hit of anything that I that we've done while I, at least I've been here at the organization. Um, so this is at one of our rehab facilities. It's right in the entryway. So essentially across from that is like the little, a small waiting area and the reception desk. And then as people pass that, they kind of go down to the elevator. So essentially any person that enters the facility gets to pass this um, mural right now. Um, could so you, they want you describe it. Sorry. Could you describe it to people? Oh yes, of course. So it's a, it's essentially um, a very large, I would say that's maybe like an eight foot tall tree that Jordan painted. Um, it's got these branches kind of going out in all directions and throughout the branches, she had painted um, different color hearts. Her, her whole goal was to kind of go with those, um, what is the candy? The little heart candies oh. with like the words of affirmation on them. Like sweet tarts? Uh, yes, that was her goal. So that's why she kind of painted all these hearts in the very, these very, very like pastel colors. Um, and then on the furthest end of the, of the painting, she actually did her own um, words of affirmation, like I am strong, I am loved, I am brave, um, you know, things that would hopefully people could read, pass by every day, and then just kind of, you know, um, offer a little encouragement in their life. Mm -hmm. um, so the, or I'm um, sorry, the location wanted us to do this for um, the month of February, which obviously is Heart Month. Um, so Jordan kind of, you know, had this plan. I think she had done one similar somewhere else in the past. Um, but we essentially just set up on her, you know, regularly scheduled shift one day, brought out all the different supplies, and she just kind of got started. Uh, I was there. Our medical student intern was there as well, just to kind of help, you know, again, with whatever she needed, different paints, whatnot. And then over the course of I think it probably took her about three hours total, but over the course of three hours, she painted this beautiful mural and, you know, people would kind of come in at the beginning and like see that something was happening. So they would kind of, like, kind of walk slowly past and, you know, like they were interested. Um, and several people would come back downstairs. They're like, oh, we saw you guys doing something. We wanted to come see how it was, you know, how it was going. So at some point she's kind of kind of had a little crowd just kind of, you know, standing <laughs> off to the side, like spectators. You know, <laughs> yes. You know, they didn't want to interrupt, but they were just interested in like what she was doing. Um, we got, even if that, that one day that, you know, one three hour period of her uh, painting this, we got so much great feedback. Like, you know, especially once it was like all, all coming together and they realized what it was. Um, I mean, just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, what are you guys doing this for? So that gave us, it opened up the, the doors of communication that we kind of like talk to them about who we were, what we were doing, um, that it's a small facility. So most of the staff already knows us, um, but they were, you know, very excited to see us doing something a little bit different um, than what we normally do. Um, and I've probably been back to that facility since that mural has been completed a dozen times. And I'm not exaggerating, literally every day when I walk in, the receptionist every time still makes some kind of comment. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to look at this all day long. Like I'm just used to looking, you know, it's it's the window between like her area and the cafeteria. 
So there's nothing exciting on the other side of those windows. And she's like, this is so amazing. That I mean, I there's food, but if the food isn't good, then. <laughs> there is food, you know, which is enticing. Well, it's chicken and dumplings again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just, I mean, really every single time she just makes some sort of, some comment of how nice it is just to like be able to see this beautiful, beautiful mural. Um, and um, yeah, it's great. Everyone, every time I go back, there's someone else makes a comment. Just like, oh, you guys are the ones that painted the mural downstairs. We love it. So the fact that she did that in three hours. Three hours. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's, I was shocked. Huge. It is huge. If yeah, we encourage you to uh, if you're listening, go actually look at the yeah. picture. It's it's, it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. How long will that be up there? Um, I think just through the end of February. Okay. Um, and then whether they want us to do something else, maybe we can. I bet you they will. They, <laughs> and I was talking to like one of the directors um, of uh, the physical therapist and she was saying she's you know, she was saying it in jest, but I was like, this is actually something we should do. She's like, you could literally do something for every either holiday or season, like do something for the 4th of July, do something for Fiesta. Um, so mm -hmm. I kind of have a feeling this is something that will keep going. And whether we have something up there all the time or like have breaks of where we like, you know, take it down and do something else. Um, I think we've, I think we kind of found our niche there because everyone loves it. Yeah. It, it's just shamrock tree. Yeah. Shamrock tree. Yes. <laughs> the pot of gold somewhere. <laughs> yes. That would be so cute. A little leprechaun down there with a pot of gold. <laughs> um, it's, it just transforms the space. And mm -hmm. I think whether that's on a like macro scale, like that mural where it's in a common area and everyone is experiencing it in some way, whether it was watching it being made or seeing it after the fact, or on a micro level, um, like transforming that hospital room space from mm -hmm. being quiet, lonely, what, like whatever, whatever it is. Um, when you bring in a musician, it's like suddenly, I mean, it just shifts it shifts everything um there was also some i think some artwork too that uh i think we have pictures of that as well that jordan had done with some patients and it's kind of it, it seems like inspired by um that mural mm -hmm. yeah all of this artwork um i actually i was there when a few of these were painted uh by some patients and uh the pts would also join us when we, when they had a break when they weren't busy uh but yeah this was the same thing it was a uh, essentially the heart month initiative and the hospital had asked us, you know, if you, whatever artwork you guys do with the patients this month, um, you know, try to uh, see if they're interested in painting hearts. And so we did. And some of them, um, you know, again, had no idea what they were doing. They're like, well, I don't even know how to draw a heart, but you know, that's not what it's about. It's about the, the process of doing it and just, you know, sitting down and enjoying those moments. Um, but I think it was a hit. We got, many, many hearts painted in the month of February. <laughs> yeah, this is an idea about radiating love. And I feel like it, it, it love is going to change the vibration. Love is going to change the energy and shift it. And color too. Color, <clears throat> it, color has such a strong effect on people. And I think those vibrant colors, those pastels, you know, just bring in just so much life. Agreed. Um, can you also talk about the other big event we had um, in February was the AYA conference. Um, we have some pictures to share from that, but tell us uh, what, what that was and how our team was involved. 
Sure. Yeah. So it was through, um, again, one of our hospitals, the AYA conference, um, they had maybe about 150 participants. Um, and again, just different um, sessions throughout the, the weekend. I think it was held on like a Friday, Saturday. So we had a session on Friday and they, they just wanted us to um, provide some art form um, that went along with, uh, you know, the mental health um, aspect of um, the art world. So our artists put together, uh, it was Hannah and Jordan, they put together this session. Um, I forget the exact title of what they called it, but essentially like uh, painting the spirals mm-hmm. um, and every color you picked to go into the spiral was something um, that they essentially had everyone make a list before of things they're grateful for, whether they're people, things in their life um, that just like make an impact on them. And then as you can see, everyone picked different colors to go um, into their spiral. And again, those colors represent something on that list, something that's important to these people. Um, And the whole goal is to not just like put color on the paper, but you know, if you if you pick red for your family as you're putting the red into the spiral um, to really think on that and to kind of like meditate, um, keep that forefront in your mind. Um, so, yeah, we had a I don't know, we had maybe 20 to 30 participants. Wow. Um, and it was great. Our, our artists did such a great job explaining it, um, you know, really getting people involved. Um, and we had some we had some really good feedback. I kind of went through when they were a little over halfway done just, you know, kind of taking pictures over people's shoulders of what they've been doing. Um, and I was, I was shocked. And these people were really, um, they were really into it. They were like really feeling it. And they would, you know, they would sit there and talk about it with like who I was at their table. Um, and it was just a, it was a really, it was, it was very quick. Cause I think they were all kind of like pressed for time. So at first I think we were all a little like stressed out, like, Oh, it's, it's running late or we're not going to have enough time to really get started. But once they got into it, um, everyone just kind of picked up on it really quickly. Um, and it wound up being this like really kind of quick, positive, um, super fun part of everyone's day. And everyone seemed really excited. And at, even at the very end, some people actually stood up and, you know, talked about like the colors they had chosen, you know, why they chose them and like what these certain aspects of their life mean to them. So it was really nice to hear feedback, um, you know, from some of the participants. And Jeff? Yeah. Jeff and Jaime were there as well, right? Did they do like dueling guitars? I have this vision or hope that. Uh... <laughs> as fun as that would have been, no. Um, so Jaime came, he was there at the art session with us and he was just kind of playing some like really nice, beautiful background music as people walked in, got seated. Um, and then, you know, at some points during the the art session, there's kind of that meditative moment of, all right, take time. And just, you know, think about the colors you've chosen. And as people are, are drawing and like putting color on their paper, um, Jaime, Jaime would just kind of play in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff actually did um, something different that evening. They actually had a dinner for the participants and he played at the dinner. Um, and we already got some feedback from that saying how amazing he was and how he mm-hmm. added, you know, like anyone that listens to Jeff play, like you're not you can't not smile and like, kind of, you know, jam along. This is true. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, really good feedback from that. Does, it's magic. So <laughs> yeah. It gives us some good magic. And we've, we've actually played some of his songs going into break. And right now we're about to take a quick break, but we're going to listen to one of my songs and it's entitled Be Brave. Hey, 
Anxiety pressing down on me, feeling so heavy, I can hardly breathe. See my destiny right in front of me, silence the doubt. Yeah, I gotta believe that I Cause I Even when my To tear me down But I gotta keep moving on Because I step it up, I'm going Going zero away, I'm going Not just enough, more than enough It's melanin, I'm going Yay! So I'm glad that that's a clip that you chose. That's a that's a nice clip of the song. Um, really encouragement that I wanted to give people. I wrote that song during the pandemic, and because uh, it was a season where everybody was just scared of everything, and so I wanted to send that message to let people know to be brave. And that was also produced by Eddie Versatile Keys from Keys to the Soul Production. So I'm just gonna keep going back to him for the hits. All right. <laughs> So we've got some other things that we want to talk about right now. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll keep you for just a few more minutes, Kim, and then we'll let you be oh, on your way. Sure. Uh, but um, Vocab mentioned that uh, she's going to be going into, I think, Northeast um, mm -hmm. starting next month. And that's thanks to a grant from Impact SA. Um, that's a, a huge, amazing um, opportunity for us. And... Um, because we're expanding and growing our reach, um, we have we have some needs for volunteers. You want to speak a little about that? Yes, we do. Um, we actually just brought on uh, one volunteer, um, but we were will always be looking for more. We always need help, um, not necessarily in the physical uh, making artwork or making music. Like this is a this is a position that you don't um, have to have any sort of like art inclination in your life. Um, we just, you know, we have a lot going on that we need help with. Um, specifically, we are actually trying to set up um, pre and post surveys with our patients. Um, we already do this in one of our health, uh, hospital locations. Um, the hospital facilitates it, um, but they've gotten such amazing feedback and they actually see a higher rate of participation um, if someone kind of goes in and, you know, explains again, you know, what we're doing there, um, what we're offering that day, whether it's music or artwork. Um, and then again, kind of just do a, a really quick, um, you know, a half a dozen questions um, of how they're feeling, you know, what they're feeling right there, you know, if, if it's a pain level. Um, and then again, we'll do the exact same thing. We'll do a, a, a post survey, um, you know, once our contractor's gone in to spend time with them. Um, and we're getting, again, really good feedback. This is kind of what our, our medical student intern is helping with right now. Um, and I think we're already seeing the positive impact of having that position. Um, so, yeah, that's just one example of how we can have volunteers on board with us um, to help at different locations. Um, you know, again, like you said, we're growing quickly right now. Um, and it would just be really helpful to have some additional additional hands on deck, you know, just to help out, even if it's something as simple as, um, you know, we have an artist in a room with a patient and they need some more supplies. Right. Um, you know, it'd be really nice to have 
somebody on, on hand just to kind of help with supplies and like different needs, um, you know, that our contractors face on site. Yeah. Also, um, this can be like, if you have, um, if you feel like you're skilled at helping with administrative work or fundraising or outreach, um, we're, we're really looking for um, a multitude of, <laughs> of things, uh, even um, production help with this, with this show, with Arts for the Health of It. Um, we, yeah, we would love to have your, have you submit your application. You can do that by going to our website, heartsneedart.org. And there's a tab on there called get involved and you'll see a link to, um, to the volunteer application. But yes, for all the, all the people that say I'm not creative, I can't do that. Um, there's so many ways you can still help Hearts Need Art. So we encourage you to check that out. Mm -hmm. Join us, please. Join us, please. <laughs> It'll be fun, I promise. <laughs> All right. Um, is there, what do we have, what do we have to look forward to in March, Kim? Is there anything special coming up that you want to let our listeners know about? Um, I mean, specifically, again, getting involved in Northeast is huge. Um, that's like the one big project we have. Um, you know, starting in March is the addition of a new hospital. Um, I will tell you as much as all of our locations love us and everyone vocalizes this Northeast is so, so excited to have us on site. Um, they say so literally every time I talk to anybody, it's the, the reiteration of how excited they are um, that we're coming there. Uh, they're already familiar with Jeff, but he's actually going to be the musician at the hospital now. And they are just thrilled that he'll be back. Um, I think they have a little bit of um, increased turnover there. So they're really looking for um, just anything that you can like come in and, um, you know, just be a positive light for their healthcare workers and for their patients. Um, so that's a huge thing coming up in March. Um, they also have a few events coming up. I think their first one is in May, but they have like very specific events happening throughout their year. Um, that they really want us to focus on. Um, it was like, you know, National Healthcare Workers Week. Um, and they want us to come in and just make their their nursing staff and their doctors feel like super pampered um, and, you know, just really spoil them for a few weeks. So that mm -hmm. we're going to do. And a shamrock mural, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we should make that happen somewhere. Absolutely. That's my request. The <laughs> wee little leprechaun. <laughs> Noted. I'll put it on my to-do list. <laughs> um, our CEO, Richard Wilmore, is also speaking at Belmont University in Nashville. That's on March 3rd. And that's, uh, I believe, their first arts and health summit. So um, that's really exciting. He's planning to document his time on that trip. So we'll be sure to push that out so everyone can see updates on that. Um, exciting. Yeah. Media takeover to talk about. Yes, Kim, social media takeover. We're, this is in the works. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we've gathered some content for that and um, we'll be pushing that out as well over the coming weeks. Yeah, just showing like some of your day-to-day -day, um, experience. Do you want to share a little bit about like what, what that was like about having to like pause and think <laughs> maybe, you know, before going in and then after being at a facility? It was completely out of my comfort zone because I am, you know, on my day to day, I'm just kind of like, all right, what needs to happen next? You know, what's next on my to-do list? Where do I need to be? What location am I at? Who am I seeing today? Um, I'm, I'm not 
normally like the person to stop and like reflect on things in the moment. Um, that's more of like an end of day thing. So it actually was as much as it was uh, different for me on how I normally spend my days. It actually was kind of nice. It was like, all right, Kim, take a minute, reflect, you know, what did you just experience? And it kind of made me actually appreciate, um, you know, uh, the, the visit that I had in the hospital and sometimes just to take a moment and whether it's like on paper, just verbally express, um, you know, the, the things that you're feeling right then, it kind of makes it more forefront um, in your mind. So that was um, a very unexpected uh, positive part of, you know, having or needing to like, you know, kind of reflect on, um, you know, the time in the hospital. So I actually look forward to doing it more because there's a ton of behind the scenes. It's not all super fun. It's not all, you know, please share, please share, <laughs> <laughs> please document. I will. I will. It's not as, you know, obviously not all as exciting as like being in the hospitals. Um, you know, there's of course like any, any other job administrative, um, lots of storage inventory and organization and whatnot, but it's all very, uh, necessary to keep this ball rolling. So I'm happy to do it. Mm -hmm. We'll look forward to seeing that. Yeah, for sure. Vocab. Anything else? We <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, is there anything that you, any hopes or dreams that you have for Hearts Need Art, like some goals that you would like to see us accomplish that we could uh, set our set our hearts towards? Absolutely. Um Again, when I started, it's not been that long, but when I started, I felt like, you know, uh, we were like this big and now I feel like we've already grown and we're just like continuing to grow. So I would actually love, um, as much as I love being involved in, in every aspect and all of, all of our artists and musicians, um, day-to-day -day lives right now, I would actually love to see it grow to where there's maybe two of my position or three of my position, because, you know, I get to a point where it might just be physically too much to manage that many people and that much going on in any given day or week. Um, so it would be really great just to see this organization continue to grow and spread throughout the community where, um, you know, where I uh, physically can't take care of it all. So it'd be nice just to you know, have that need. Um, and then, you know, we all just kind of go out and, uh, see all the patients and have all the fun with artwork. Spread the love. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's, a, that's essentially what we do every day. So it would be nice just to, to see that continue to grow. Yeah. We can't clone Kim yet. So since <laughs> AI has not reached the point where we can clone Kim. If we could, I, I would consider it. <laughs> it's a good point, though, because I think that, um, like, it's not as simple as, people just show up at the hospital and do their thing and they go. There's a lot of planning and coordinating. There's um, documentation. You know, there's documentation. There, there's the hospital right. requirement. Like each place has its own requirements before our team can even go into uh, the facility. So um, yeah, it's a really good point that as we grow, there will be that need for, mm -hmm. yeah, more of you. So you can clone you. Exactly. <laughs> That would be a good problem to have. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, we just want to thank you, Kim, for spending time with us today. And um, it won't be the last time. I know we'll, we'll have you on again and check in 
And um, we're just looking forward to what's coming up in March. We'll be able to share that with everyone. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for coming by. You're welcome. You are welcome to come by at the end of any month and spend some time with us and catch us up on what's going on. I appreciate it. For now, we are going to uh, take one more quick break and we are going to listen to Cherishing by Big Infinite, uh, featuring the vocal stylings of one Jordan Lally. In a way, we'll be gone. That truth in every life And find it more in every conscious breath I say we taste the day till nothing's left Oh, your eyes, now I see You got nothing but love for me so I'll be cherishing. I say I'm sorry. The words fall That was Cherishing by Big Infinite. Jordan Lally is the lead singer for that group. It was lovely having him on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, before we wrap up for the day, vocab, I know you have some, um, some wonderful things coming up or ongoing or that have just started and will be a regular thing. Do you want to share about a couple of those? Absolutely. I want to start by talking about, uh, the Zanta club and next month, the first Saturday of the month, there's going to be this luncheon up in Austin, Texas. So if anybody listens and there's up that way or you want to make that little trek up the road, there's going to be an International Women's Day uh, panel with a luncheon. And uh, there's some really great speakers uh, that are going to be there. Cindy Lowe, and she's an inspirational business uh, owner. And Judge Sylvia Holmes, uh, she is from Travis uh, County Precinct 3. She's a Justice of the Peace also. And then Donna Dodgden. She's the mayor of Seguin. And then also me, Andrea Vocab Sanderson, will be the women speakers. And you can still get tickets for that event and come and join us and have some some tea and some some breads. Because you know that when you whenever you walk into those, those hotel luncheons, there's always a glass of tea, a glass yeah. of water, the little pellets of butter and the best of bread <laughs> already sitting on the table when you get there. So you're like, you know, I'm just going to start buttering this bread. You're going to this luncheon. It's going down. Me and the ladies. <laughs> but it's a good luncheon. So it could be men and men, men and women. You're welcome to uh, come in and, and sit on this panel. The Zonta Club is, is really important because they are the people that are invested in stopping human trafficking, which mm-hmm. knowing that here in Texas, we're so close to the border, a lot of human beings, children, women, small children are, are being sold into slavery, essentially. Right. And, um, you know, we've got to stop that. We've got to do everything in our power to 
to get these people back to their families to make sure they're not being abducted, stolen, or, you know, just put in situations where they feel like a helpless. And uh, it's a scary world, but, you know, we can make the difference, make, bringing awareness, being vigilant in our communities and things of that nature. So those, those women and myself, we're going to come together and we're going to talk about that. Uh, so you can go to the Zonta website and, and get more information on that. Um, and also the, the other thing that I am adventuring into, uh, I'm going back to co-hosting, uh, open mic poetry spot. Yay. I, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so for like 13 years, I co-hosted a poetry spot called second verse. We were an award-winning poetry spot. We won best open mic in the nation two years in a row. Uh, and so people from all over the nation knew about second verse. And now we're starting a poetry spot called the remix. And the remix is going to be at upstage comedy club. We are going to start on March 10th and we're going to be the second Friday of every month. So once a month doors open at nine, their cover is 15, but you're going to get an amazing show. So it's going to be poets. It's going to be comedians. We may have some singer songwriters come through the spot. You never know. We would have a DJ, you know, buy drinks at the bar, there's food. It'll be hosted by myself and, Glow Miles. Uh, Glow was recently married. She was Armor. Now she is Glow Miles. So come check us out at the remix. It's going to be wonderful. Bring your poetry. Um, many moons ago, I like, it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, I did an open mic night. This is when I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, um, playing guitar. And um, like looking back, I'm like, that was totally crazy that I even did that. <laughs> But what would you say to people who they're like, oh, I want to do that, but maybe they're feeling apprehensive or like they're not sure what to expect? What would you say to those people? It's similar to what Kim was talking about when she was here on air with us and the fact that when you step outside of your comfort zone, when you try something new, it really does open up your heart and your mind to the possibilities of other things you can do. One of the things that I love about getting on stage and performing is in the times that I feel like an awkward duck or just socially awkward individual, um, after I come off stage from performing, people approach me and I don't have to begin the conversations. I don't have to make myself quote unquote social because I put myself out there and then it attracts the energy of other people who want to talk to me about what I spoke about on stage or they want to do this or they just admire the work. They come and they talk to you and it is such a instant gratification situation. Like there's certain things that we, we do in life where we don't see the return on it until a month later, a year later. But when you get on stage and you put yourself out there, the return is very, very quick. Because as soon as you finish, even as you're performing, you're getting responses from people in the audience. And when you come off stage, uh, there's nothing that can replace that. I've had teary-eyed individuals coming to me after I've gotten off stage, shaking some of them sometimes, telling me, oh my God, what you said, what, you know, I felt that, or I, I've experienced something like that. And I just want to say thank you. Whatever they're saying, you know, I've had so many moments where people have come to me in tears, talking to me about something I said, and, you know, uh, it really makes it worth it to me to say that whatever life experiences that I had that brought me to the point to write those pieces, it, it was needed for someone to hear that so they can make that point of connection because we are not alone. And that's the one thing I think that 
Hearts Need Art is really instilling in community is that you are not alone. Like if you're sitting in your your room, you know, with tubes or waiting for a treatment or waiting to heal, waiting for surgery, post-surgery, you're not alone. There are other people who care about you that are in community that want to either sit with you or have art time with you or just that they care. And we're prayers and we're sending hearts and we're sending individuals even into facilities. So that was a really long answer to your question. It's a beautiful <laughs> answer. Well, because it, it validates like by, by you sharing, whether it's you, anybody sharing um, their story, their poem, their song, their art. I think it's, it's validating to you. Uh, but also you're almost like in a way giving others permission, like to express themselves as well. Um, and to open up like that circuitry in our brain to consider the possibility that, yep. you know, I, I might have something to say as well. So um, I hope, uh, hope there's a good turnout for the remix. That sounds really fun. Yeah. What I didn't know is that you play guitar. So that I'm now I, learning. I, just, I was today years old. You know, I, you know, we've been podcasting for a couple months now. I'm like, what? How many instruments do you play, Catherine? I, uh I think four at this point. Um, but a multi-instrumentalist, y'all. Not well, like none of them well. And Wait, Richard me. knows that I, I ha we have a ukulele. And when Michael's um, not doing what he's supposed to, I'll like walk around, narrate, sing <laughs> what he should be doing. And it usually makes us laugh and it, it helps. It works. Michael should be doing his homework, but instead he's playing Pokemon. Playing yes. Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty accurate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I recently met Michael Partisini, and I tell you, that little bright eyed child gave me life. He had her son make me a video because I, I sent I sent the podcast song mm -hmm. to Catherine so she could check it out you know, for the next season. And she had her son listening to it. And, and while he was still in the car, he, he sent me a little video and it was so cute. He was like, I don't even deserve it. I can't even take it. <laughs> I was like, what? You don't deserve it. You deserve the world, child. Oh. I'll come to your house with teddy bears and lots <laughs> of candy. And leave it there. You can be hyper and I'll leave. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do sometimes. I want to take candy to parents' house and like, here, give this to your child. And, now and then just leave. That is, un <laughs> that is unfair. Um, but we were we were sitting on a curb in a parking lot when, I, when we listened to that, um, to the song. And we were both just like giddy listening because it was so like, we're just like, you can't help but move when you're listening to that song. So I'm really excited to share that with y'all, but we're just going to talk about it for the next month until we release Somebody's it. Somebody's in their home salty right now. Well, I'll play the song. Right. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> things okay. come to those who wait. That's all I'll say. Because <laughs> I had to wait to record it because the first time I tried to record it, I was under the weather and some stuff came up and I couldn't get to the studio, but I'm so happy that I waited. And the day that I went in there, still out my throat was a little icky poo because allergies things are, are real. Um, I'd gone to the I had gone to ER and gotten some medication and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I gotta get in the studio, gotta get this song done. And I was worried because the girl that I wanted to come have come, my friend Yvette, I wanted her to come and sing background vocals mm -hmm. on the song. She couldn't make it that day because she had just went out of town to Houston and she was like recovering from her trip. And so I was like, all right, I gotta go in there and I gotta do all these vocal parts myself. I hadn't even written the poem that's the second verse. I sat there wow. and wrote that poem 
perform in the studio. So I need oh you to gosh. know that the, like the, the creativity turned on, like out of nowhere, somewhere, it was a God thing. You know, I was able to just uh, tap in and be able to get the song done. But enough of that. We need to reiterate to people that we've got some fun stuff happening and they need to turn in these hearts. Yes, you know? please. Uh, here's your rapid fire reminders. Make a thousand, give a thousand is still going on. You can make your heart from pretty much anything. It just can't be pointy or sharp. Um, all, all ages, all abilities are welcome to participate in this. And every heart we receive, $1 will be donated to Hearts Need Art. You can go to our website, heartsneedart.org to find information about where to mail it. Uh, we also have Given Garden. Hurry up and get your garden things before the get spring. <laughs> that's all we need we just need a song for that um mm -hmm. that link is also on our website um it will take you to the given garden site and you can look at their selection of plants bulbs seeds half of your um proceeds from your purchase will go to hearts need art we want to thank the nancy smith Heard foundation and jane phipps for supporting this podcast thank this you. show the show really it's a show <laughs> And until next time, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, share yes. with your friends. your friends. We are yes. here doing this podcast and we want to share art and with you and, and all kinds of cool practices. Because not only do we have people come on the show, we practice art live on yes. this show. So by the time it's over with, you're going to have some artwork or you're going to have done a practice that's going to help your health and wellness. You're going to do, do the new the new thing that you didn't think you could do. So. Oh, my God. You're so great at your <laughs> life. Look at you. You're brave. You're kind. You're smart. You're beautiful. You're intelligent. You're doing it awesome. creatively. On that note, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Arts Need Art creative support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something you've heard.